This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. Welcome to episode 33 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hey now. We will also call this the Akira Die Hard episode. Yes. So I have a story to start to <laughs> to start the episode off with. Okay. Um Is it about Gary Busey? <laughs> I wish. I really wish. But it does involve the police, so it is close. Uh Friday morning, uh the police were at my door bagging uh and said, Police, open up. And uh and so like Shelby and I woke up because you know, we we were asleep, and I'm like fight, trying to find clothes to throw on, throw a robe on, and go outside. And uh, before before I went, like I actually looked to see if it was if it was the police because I have cameras installed in, in around my house, and so my camera had been reset because we're in Texas and we lose power quite a bit. So when it resets, it just was aimed at my uh, porch light instead of aiming down at the street. So when I moved it down, I saw two cops and I was like, fuck, what the hell is this about? So I go outside and uh, they tell me that uh, there had been a fight in front of my house between two women and they would like the video from my camera. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I grab my laptop and I haven't cleaned out my camera. I have my camera set to upload all my video files to the web. Sure. And, um, so I grab it and I start thumbing through it and I'm trying to find it. I haven't cleared it in months. So it was like so deep <laughs> with, with shit. And I finally find it. And of course it had been reset. So it didn't capture the fight. It just caught a couple of like heads walking by. Cause it was uh-huh. just, it was that bad. And uh, so they didn't tell me what it was. They just said there was an altercation between two women in front of this car. I'm like, okay. And so Shelby goes online because of Mesquite, they have like a broadcast system that if police are dispatched for certain things, they'll let you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a priority one gun uh, call. So whatever fight it was, somebody pulled a gun on somebody else. And my camera was just because it had been reset, missed all of it. And I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh, man. And, and I, yeah, because I'm imagining, like, what if they fucking just start shooting at each other and then, like, we're in bed getting hit by gunfire? That's yeah. crazy. So I, I pulled the three clips that I had, gave it to him. I don't think it helped him with anything. And uh, that was how Friday morning started. But it was fucked up because I was so, like, running on adrenaline. Uh, we have, like, this bench that we sit out front on. And uh, I can't sit properly. Like, obviously, the way I am in my uh, chair now, I can't sit up straight because the bone spurs in my spine just stab the meat in my back, and it makes it feel like a kidney stone. Well, I'm running on adrenaline on my laptop trying to pull these things, and I maybe sat there 20 minutes, and I didn't realize until I got up later how bad it had been stabbing me and had just had to take like the most pain pills I've ever taken in a day just oh. to subside the pain. 
uh, it hurt so fucking bad. But uh, yeah, so there was like a gun thing in front of our house and uh, <laughs> my camera just happened to miss it because of a power outage. Uh, really, been, really fucked up. I was shot in the mouth. What? Uh, uh, it, it was with a, a pellet rifle. Who shot you? Uh, so on my 18th, um, I turned 18 and I, I was moving out of the house, uh, moving to an apartment. And uh, I was driving my stuff in a truck uh, down the street and stopped at my friend's house to see if he, he had a truck too, to see if he could help me. And his little brother's out in the front yard and and is like, he's a little, little dick, you know, kid, you yeah. know, like <laughs> 13 and I told the dick. And he said, I said, hey, is John here? Uh, get the hell out of here. I'm like, what? I just want to know if John's here. And he pulls out, he pulls up his uh, air rifle, shoots, and knocks the tooth out. Holy shit. So, I mean, just crazy. What the fuck, man? Uh, but, I mean, I was 18, I had to go to the hospital, and uh, and then I had to get a dental implant then, you know, so. Jesus, that's fucked up, man. Uh, but How old was the kid? Like 13, 12 or 13. You know, it's Texas. Give the kid a gun and let, oh. it, let him shoot in the front yard, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the way the state is. Uh, but I, uh, I had, a, I had a, a friend of my father's. Uh, uh, for a while, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And he was a retired federal court judge. Yeah. And uh, he helped me put together a lawsuit. Against the kid? No, and against, the family? no against State Farm. Ah. And uh, uh, helped me negotiate it and tell me what to do and everything. So I researched everything and said that... I need to buy a special type of dental floss for the rest of my life and how to uh, package that into a certain amount with interest over time. And I uh, was able to sue for 17 grand. Fuck, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Did you so, win? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I just negotiated with the State Farm guy, and he was like, I've never had to deal with an 18-year-old like this before, you know? <laughs> God damn, I need an attorney like that to help me sue for the Agent Orange stuff I'm dealing with. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I paid for all my surgery and, uh, and then was able to buy a, a Nissan truck, so... Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I uh, oh, I passed my drug test, so I was able to get more pain meds. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, and after all of that, it cost my all my meds 300 bucks. Oh, okay. 
with insurance. And I'm like, I, I should be able to fucking sue the government for all the Agent Orange poisoning that is causing me to take all these pills. Yeah. It's a fucked world. Uh, yeah, you have to pay for all those pills, but you get uh, a uh, money back from your college loans. Yeah, I paid those. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too, yeah, too late. <laughs> yeah, too late. I'm actually hoping that my stepson Spencer might have gotten a deal out of that. But uh, they, the thing I don't understand about that is why they they didn't offer those uh, people who were teaching uh, those first. You know, because he's teaching and going to grad school and coaching. He coached his. Uh, he's he's opening a new new school out in Frisco, uh, Panther Creek. And coaching out there, and uh, they played their first game ever uh, Friday night. So, um, cool. their uh, teachers are leaving in droves. It's just uh, sad, really sad. Uh, but after years and years of them treating them like shit, I don't blame them. Yeah, they're. Uh, Shelby says that she's getting in retired teachers that are coming into half price books looking for material because they've been brought back to teach. Uh And then uh, um, I've seen people online saying, yeah, I'm going back to teach. But the class, the classroom is like 50 plus kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Insane, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just nuts. It's the Republican playbook, though. It's, oh, yeah. They, they, they wreck a government system and then say, oh, well, we'll make it public and you have to pay for it the way they did the prison system. And then you look to see how the prison system's fucked up, too. So this whole country's fucked unless somebody gets some balls and takes down these awful fucking people. Uh, yeah, good luck. You know. Oh, you froze. Oh, I did? I'm frozen? Oh, now you're undone. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, I saw I saw Akira. Yes, I did too. I watched it again. <laughs> yeah, I saw it the, for the first time back in the day, maybe eighty nine or so. Uh, yeah. And it was really the first uh, anime that wasn't Speed Racer or star blazers or you know uh that actually had a good story and was violent and kept my interest for a while you know but it was really good to see it again it was a lot of fun i love the bike chase to open the movie that's fucking insane i mean there's just so many like for 2d animation at that time it was mind-blowing the detail that it had oh yeah yeah, and the the uh, premise behind the story is cool too. You know. Yeah, you can see how much of that influenced Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, that was uh, kind of fun to see, and um, uh, so you watch your favorite movie? Ah, oh, Die Hard. I watched Commentary. I rewatched it just again for fun. It just, uh, I love Die Hard. I mean, it was one of those movies that came out that changed the action films because suddenly everything was being pitched as, well, it's Die Hard on a boat. Die Hard on this, you know. And uh, 
Uh, I have a question. Is Bruce Willis uh, one of your celebrities that your wife will let you have sex with? <laughs> uh, no, no. But uh, maybe Demi Moore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I loved uh, Bruce Willis back in the day. And so... I had like a premiere magazine. I, I own like most of his movies, uh, except for the new ones. The new ones are really so fucking bad. And, it, you know, because it's obviously they were propping him up and just putting him in like five scenes. Like he would film for a day and like make a million dollars. And yeah. that was it. Yeah, just and, so they can put his name on it. Yeah, and it's sad because it, when you read about it, like there are times when he would just because he because the disease he has, he can't communicate he, and it affects his memory. He would just be like, I know why I'm here. Why are y'all here? Like in the middle of like getting ready to do a scene, like he would just yeah. kind of become conscious or forget everything that had happened up to that point. So it's really a question of like, was his family doing this to him? Were they like, or was he like aware enough to sign a contract to go do a movie like this? Yeah. It just seems really fucked up, you know? Yeah, I think uh, rumors uh, pulling the strings. Oh, the yeah, she's the oldest, isn't she? I guess so. It's weird that we know celebrities' kids now. <laughs> it's like well, that. Oh well, man, she's hot as fuck, so... Yeah, she did do uh, she did do an episode of Workaholic. She's done a couple of movies I've seen, so I've seen her in other stuff too. Uh, but yeah, I had like all this diehard stuff and uh, Bruce Willis stuff, and so uh, Shelby goes, "Oh, you should put all this shit out." And then one day she came home with like uh, a six foot poster from Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard <laughs> that that's up in my house that I tweeted that picture of. Oh, man. and so I was like, well, shit, if it's, you know, it's diehard, it's a Christmas movie. So I have it decorated with Christmas lights, a Christmas tree. I have the, the golden, uh, the, what were those books? The little kid books they used to put out. Uh, I have a, uh, a version of diehard that was done in that format. <laughs> um, I own diehard on a VHS, the dual VHS, uh dvd uh blu-ray and i think the 4k and plus i have additional steel books uh because steel books are really what i collect uh, and it's just one of my obsessions but listening to the commentary by john mctiernan really probably one of the most boring commentaries <laughs> i've ever listened to like i love listening to john carpenter uh, him and Kurt Russell do the best commentaries I've ever heard. John McTiernan's was just really kind of dull. And the worst commentary track I've ever listened to is Terry Gilliam on Brazil. Because he just talks so technical about, like, the lighting, the, <laughs> you know, the, the sound. And, and, you know, if you're going to make a film and you're, like, in advanced filmmaking, it's probably the best thing. Yeah, it's for, like, a film class. Yeah, but he didn't talk about like the sets, the actors, the the drive, the purpose, the uh, you know uh, the meaning behind the story and what made him do all of it. And Brazil's one of my favorite films. Like I own like the Criterion, the three box Criterion, uh, but just on DVD, not anything else. Yeah, uh, that's a great film. I like it. So oh, what yeah. what else have you been watching? Um. 
Well, on TV, what we do in the shadows, uh, we caught up on the last two episodes that have been fucking home runs. I know I recommended that to you. Have you been able to watch any of it? No, I'm busy trying to finish up other shows. Oh, I saw you were doing Jessica Jones. You're like on season three of that. Yeah, I'm almost done. I, th- I think I have two episodes left. <laughs> well, I, I won't spoil anything, but the, the last two episodes, they have an appearance of the Jersey Devil. <laughs> and then they do like a parody of the Property Brothers in the next episode. So that's how weird this show can go. It goes from cryptids to parroting modern day TV uh, <laughs> TV shows like the Property Brothers. And they use the Schuyler Brothers as the Property Brothers of the show. So it's a great use of the twins. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, I watched. I finished a couple, a couple of shows. I finished Light and Magic. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, the ILM uh, documentary. documentary. About yeah. And I watched uh, Chernobyl. Ooh, that looks intense, it's man. It's very, very good. You know what's weird, though, is the guy who's the showrunner on that is the guy who wrote Hangover 2 and 3, Greg <laughs> Mazin. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, how funny. So- I know. It's so fucking weird. Like, you wrote Hangover 2 and 3, and then, like, ah, just this little light miniseries about Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. It was really crazy, because I remember when all that stuff was happening, you know. It was uh, very scary, you know. Well, I mean, our whole generation has been a, has been part of, like, Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, Fukushima. I mean, we've had like so many nuclear disasters that have only existed since um, what was Three Mile Island, 79? Yeah, 78, 79, something like Somewhere that. Somewhere around there, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I watched uh, uh, All the Godfathers. Oh, even three? Yeah. Okay, a lot of people would watch three, but I mean, I feel like it's a part of it, and you, it's not you, that you, bad. You gotta watch it. It's, I mean, the f- first two are fives in my book. Oh, perfect, yeah. You know, but three uh, is a two or a three, you know, it's okay. There's some great scenes, but... I mean, for something to be uh, that exciting to be about the Catholic Church is kind of weird, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because Sofia Coppola's in it, and I feel like if she didn't do that movie, she'd never go on to direct to, like, The Virgin Suicide and all her Yeah, because she was so panned that she said, fuck it, I'm going to be a director, you know? Yeah. And then... uh, what was it? Oh man, she was involved with Spike Jones, and uh, didn't Spike Jones do a movie? He did her as kind of a response to their marriage. That oh. was kind of what he felt like. And then, in her response to being married to him, was uh, what was that fucking movie with uh, Bill Murray and Scarlett uh, Johansson. Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Those are those two movies, two filmmakers making movies about their relationship with huh. each other. That's interesting. Uh, I saw a Nick Cage film. Oh, which one? 
color out of space. Yes. Probably what? the most HP Lovecraft film ever. Made. What a fucking weird fucking flick, man. Dude, I know. Imagine the kid actor. The kid actor that has to be in that weird twisted scene of body horror. Yeah, just really amazing, you know. And uh, I'm a I'm a body horror geek. Yeah, I mean, I I love it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the director's name uh, on it, uh, but yeah, he's he's awesome. And it's weird because like for that kind of genre of film, it has a lot of color. Like has yeah. weird amount of color. Like I want to compare it to like Event Horizon that kind of plays with the same concept a little bit of, uh, or that's more of uh, At the Mountains of Madness. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of another um, HP Lovecraft level type film, and I don't really don't think there's one that's that level. Uh, I think Men was a lot like it as well. I still have it on my computer. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you need to wa- need to watch that. Uh, I saw Hackers again. Ninety five. Ninety five. I love Hackers, man. Uh, yeah, but I I always got it confused with Sneakers. Oh yeah, that was that was another great one too, and that uh, River Phoenix. Um. Yeah, the problem with sneakers and hackers is that the whole time I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You know. Well, that I, was the best Hollywood had to offer at the time. Yeah, but I just I have a problem with any film that uh, is something I know about. Because it constantly takes me out of it when it's not real, you know? Yeah. When it's supposed to be real, and then you're just like, "Eh, no. (laughs) And oddly enough, I feel like Sneakers has the better story. Yeah, it's directed by Portier, too. Yeah, I mean... And you you look at River Phoenix as the youngest one in in, in that, and you've got... Dan Aykroyd, Sidney Poitier, Robert Redford. Uh, I mean, it's a fucking top-notch cast, yeah. and he holds his own with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I I remember I went to uh, uh, go see that. Yeah, it was it was uh, you know I saw it in the theater back then. Uh, but uh, I saw I saw another 1988 film. Oh, would you see? They Live. Oh, great film, yeah. Oh, I just fucking love that movie so much. And really, like, I, I watched, with that and Die Hard, at that moment in time, I feel like the the, the fight that's in They Live with uh, Piper and uh, Keith David is, is fucking awesome. And it's on par with the Bruce Willis fight that he has with Klaus uh, when they when uh, he he's killed his brother and he goes after Bruce and he's just gonna fight him just fist to fist and then he gets hung at the end. Fucking uh, love those two fights. When you watch They Live, did you chew bubble gum? <laughs> nope, just kicked ass. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that movie. It's. Uh... Probably the mo the mo one of the most underrated Carpenter films. 
Yeah, I think I that... yeah I feel it really is, and 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 even watching it now, it's like the same, uh, the same problems today. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I rewatched uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. The best of the Cloverfield movies. Yeah, I agree because uh, I really enjoyed Prey, and I wanted to go back and see. Uh, uh, Dan Trachtenberg's first film, you know. Oh, that's his first film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and his second film is Prey. He's, John, Good- he's John gonna Goodman be, in that is awesome. He's going to, you know, for somebody's first two films, he just knocks it out of the fucking park, man. Dude, he got John Goodman to do stuff on a level I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, just just amazing. You know what my favorite John Goodman film? King Ralph. <laughs> no, True Stories. He oh, dude, is awesome in True Stories. We own that, but I have never seen it. Yeah. And my grand, my grandmother's in it. You have to watch it. It is fantastic. I bought it on uh, uh, Amazon. You know, so yeah. I, I have the, I can always go back on Amazon and rewatch it. Yeah, uh, my grandmother was in a dance troupe that appears in the film as like one of the background, you know, and they were all dressed up and stuff. And I was like, so what was it like? What do you, you know, and she's, she never says David Byrne. She was just, there was this guy who, you know, was in charge of everything. And he wore this really big suit. And I was like. <laughs> They, there's no way the guy is still wearing the suit from the video, but she said he just had an oversized suit that oh, he yeah. wore on set and uh, directed everyone. And uh, she said she was trying to remember one other actor because she had known him because he was quite older and did films when she was uh, more of a film goer. But yeah, we've uh, we've talked about watching that and we just never sit down and watch it. Oh, you have to watch it. It's fantastic. Big Lebowski is up there for me, too. uh, The soundtrack is fantastic. You know, I mean, just such a uh, Goodman, just uh, fucking amazing uh, film. I watched another John Carpenter film, probably my favorite John Carpenter film, Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yeah. I watched that about a month ago. Oh, dude. I just love the, the... I mean, it's it's one of his first films where John Carpenter uses his music so fucking well in that that you sense the doom every time it dun da 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 dun da 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 you know. And then they did that shitty remake. I really hate that all the people involved in that are great actors, and that movie was so fucking bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I watched that because I thought it was the original and was just <laughs> oh my god, what did I do? Yeah, Shelby actually, one time she watched the 2005 version of The Fog, or they, they had, re- she had rented it, the original, but when she opened it up, it was the DVD of the 2005 version, which is the worst remake of any John Carpenter. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I watched the, I, w- I finished watching Single Drunk Female. Fun yeah. show. Pretty fun yeah. show. You know. Hulu? Yeah, it was on Hulu. And uh, it has Ali Sheedy in it. Really? I get 
all the way through the series and she plays the drunk female's mother and I, I was I know her I know her and then I uh, look it up and it's Ali Sheedy I'm just shaking my head because she hadn't been in anything in years, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's wild. Because, like, uh, there's a show on Hulu called The Bear. It's mm-hmm. about, like, a restaurant. And yeah. the guy's also dealing with, like, uh, an addiction problem. And there's one scene where he goes to uh, a, a meeting. And Molly Ringwald's, like, giving her speech about addiction in there. And that's, like, the only scene she's in. She's just giving this incredible monologue. Yeah, it's funny how the how uh, I mean she she looks so different, but she's older. She's wearing glasses, and you haven't seen her change over the years. You know. Well, did you ever watch Psych? You know the USA show Psych. No. She was on that and played one of the reoccurring villains. Oh, and, okay. And she plays crazy, and it's so good. So. Oh, okay. I, I love rewatching Psych because it's just a fun ass show. But when they get into the serious uh, crime stuff and use her as the villain, it's top notch. Now I know you're a huge Kurt Russell fan. Oh fuck yeah! And I, I watched for the first time Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. Oh wow! How was it? Um, I I was amazed how violent it was. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I had never seen it, but it was, you know, it was fun. Who else was in that? Uh, Kevin Costner as the bad guy. That's okay, yeah. For some reason, it sticks in my head because I always remember Kurt Russell playing, he plays Elvis in uh, Quentin, or it's not Quentin Tarantino, but Tony Scott's... um, Oh shit! What is that fucking movie? It uh, it also has Courtney Cox in it. Oh yeah! Holy shit, man! I have I need to rewatch that because I've totally forgotten. And, about and it. her husband at the time was in it too. Uh, who is that guy that is not in movies anymore? Um, David Arquette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in Scream recently, but. I, I'm just never like that dude. <laughs> uh, my review of the latest scream that came out this year was, well, that was worth seeing David Arquette die. <laughs> it's worth watching him die. True romance. True romance. You oh, know, yeah. when Clarence would talk to Elvis, uh, I think it's an uncredited role. And I may be. Oh, I'm, really? I yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Kurt Russell plays Elvis in that movie. Yeah, one of the best uh, Tarantino scripts he didn't get to do. I know. I love that movie. Uh, that's pr- I love Brad Pitt in that movie. Just yeah. <laughs> weird random role for him to show up in, but I think it was... He he needed to start doing roles like that, and uh, the one he the Terry Gilliam Twelve Monkeys, to to get out of the good good looking yeah, dude roles. Yeah, to get out of the heartthrob BS. You know. All right. No. Well, wait a minute. They're saying Val Kilmer was in at that as the mentor. 
Maybe that. Maybe yeah, he maybe he was Elvis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was. I think the I, the two uh, Tarantino written movies that he didn't make are just fucking fantastic. Yeah, Tony Scott did a home run job on that. Uh, he, you know, and uh, Natural Born Killers, for God's sakes. Oh my God, the casting in that is awesome. Oh, it's yeah, fucking fantastic. Uh, so I, I saw, uh, a Mickey Rourke movie before he started looking like, uh, an insane <laughs> monster. Uh, before he started looking like Joan Rivers. Yeah. Year of the Dragon. So good. I haven't seen that. In 1985, is set in Chinatown. Fucking fantastic, man. It was. It was. I saw it on Criterion. Is oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, it's such a good film. Uh, uh, you know, I never, I never even heard of it. I maybe it bombed or something, but yeah, really cool. And I watched for the first time the Iron Giant. The first, oh, I love Iron Giant. What'd you think, man? Yeah, it was totally fun. You know, uh, f- funny. It, uh, you know, good jokes and uh, just a good time. Yeah, it's weird. It's like Harry Connick Jr., uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston, and Tim Allen, I think, are all the voices in that. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun with that. I don't think I've watched that. God damn! Since I had you know stepkids, because <laughs> they love that right. movie, so we would watch it a lot. Um, I watched because I love Die Hard, and Bob's Burgers does a great riff on Die Hard. They have Die Hard the musical <laughs> in an episode uh, that is competing with another musical, and he he refers to it as sometimes the the sassy sister of Die Hard working girl <laughs> and so we rewatched working girl and god damn that's a bad movie that is just a fucking terrible film <laughs> yeah and, and, and if for anything it was interesting to see harrison ford play an out of you know type character for him this business guy even the way he carries himself is very kind of awkward not competent at all uh but it was just weird. Like there's a, there's just a clip of Melanie Griffith, like vacuuming naked because it was the eighties. Oh, I can't wait to see that. (laughs) But these people are shit people. I mean, they're essentially corporate workers who are trying to buy out small companies. And so the whole story about the business was just so fucking boring to watch and then you're trying to watch, oh, she's lying about this and that. And, and that was mainly what rom-coms were back in the 80s and 90s, were these two adults who couldn't figure out their own shit, so they would lie about something so they could get with this other person. And then it all works out in the end because they forgive them. And it's like, this is bullshit. Oh, and Alec Baldwin's in it. He plays, like, the bad guy. And uh, it's, it's fucking weird to see him so young. 
Like, uh, I think the only other thing I remember from that time period was the shadow. Mm-hmm. But man, working girl really doesn't hold up is really terrible. The only thing I absolutely love in it is Joan Cusack. She's always good. Yeah, she is always good. Um, uh, so I saw, I rewatched the karate kid. I hadn't seen it in years. So good. Just a perfect film, you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting. Cobra Kai still exists. It's going into its fifth season from a film this old. Yeah. Yeah. Just fun. And you, you remember watching it for the first time too, you know? Oh yeah. Because you wanted to do the crane kick. I think there were so many people that I knew at that time that were like, either in karate or taekwondo or wanted to take something because of Danielson. And it, I think it was the first Pat Morita film I saw the, where he wasn't on happy days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pat, he's so good in that film, you know, just excellent. And, uh, I, I, last night I watched a uh, Samaritan. Man. It's Sylvester Sloan superhero movie. I think I saw somebody post about this and they said they thought it was a shelved movie from the 90s, but it's not. It's a current movie and that's how bad it looks. Um, I mean, uh, it was a, <laughs> it was a good concept. It's uh, heartfelt, I guess. It was just fun to see. It's always fun to see an old Sylvester Stallone fighting people. Yeah, yeah, him and the Expendables and that kind of like, you know, one last job that turns into three sequels. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it was... I mean, uh, there's a twist at the end that you can see coming a mile away, and I don't like that. Oh, yeah, I hate those, man. You know, so... I mean, it was it's fr- it was free on Amazon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, I've, been, I've been surfing Tubi for their, for their stuff, you know. They've that, got a ton of stuff. That's my review. Eh. It was free on Amazon. <laughs> of course, now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, before you start talking about Warner Brothers, or as I like to call it, Disco Bros now. Disco Bros. Is <laughs> uh, so, uh, in the beginning of the Samaritan, they had the MGM logo. Because Amazon, it's an Amazon film. Yeah, and they own it. And it was cool to see the MGM logo. It says Amazon Original, and then the lion pops up, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm glad they're still using it, though, you know? I mean, all the MGM films over the years, you know? Yeah, um, I still, uh, 20th Century Fox now is 20th Century. 20th studios or something and they do the opening but it's still not like the opening like 
you know, da, 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 you know, the way 20th Century Fox was uh, back in the day. That's what I miss. Those those original openings, canon films. You know, you're watching some something wild if you're watching a canon film. From the yeah, day. yeah. TriStar. Yeah, when yeah. The, when the what was it the unicorn or Pegasus or whatever? Yeah, it was the Pegasus. I do remember that. Uh, uh, so, what do you want to talk about, Disco Bros? Oh shit! I I started just having a brain fart about it. Uh, no, oh, it was Amazon. We were we were trying to figure out how Amazon knows that it's making a profit from its streaming service that's just available with your subscription because they don't really sell DVDs. They don't sell physical media of their shows that are originals. They just kind of have a library of films that's an extra if you subscribe to their service, you know, altogether. And, like, I was looking up, uh, like, prices or, like, you know, shows, and the most expensive show being made now is their Lord of the Rings. Yeah. $58 million an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, Amazon, you know how they work. Uh, when you get, uh, Prime, you, you can, uh, you get a monthly Twitch subscription. You get, I mean, all these things. You get a music, you get Kindle books. Yeah. You get Amazon Prime. You get, you get video games. Yeah, I just can't give that guy any more money. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and all your shit is shipped for free. So, yeah, it, it is a great deal, but we we quit Amazon a while back. We just don't order from them at all. I still have like a bunch of video and stuff that I've bought uh, uh, that's still part of my library, but that's about the only thing we just try not to do Amazon at all anymore. Uh, yeah, there's just, it's just some things are so easy. We, uh, had to buy a water hose and a sprinkler and it, and we had to buy, we had to buy a pot scrubber and it was just, couldn't find it. We went to two different stores. Oh man. You know, and everything's on there. So. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks because, you know, I would get I would, uh, you know, they bought Comixology, which was the comic book app. And so a lot of the times I'd be looking for stuff and I but it's weird because you could go to Comixology and it'd be one price. You could go to Amazon. It would be a different price. And it was like the same book from the same company. Yeah, And you would read it in the same app. But they've even downgraded the app uh, so that it it's just a piece of shit now. See, and, and from what I've seen, a lot of people have said that they have a lot of uh, counterfeit stuff on their site now that's super cheap. So when people are looking for something super cheap, it may be some knockoff uh, brand that's uh, not uh, as good. Yeah, but uh, that's if you're buying stuff uh, f direct from Amazon, you don't have a lot of that. It's just... Uh, people put stuff up there they want to sell, you know. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else from 88? Uh, no. I do I... know what I want to uh, see next uh, week from 89. I have 
quite a few. What is your pick? UHF. Whoa. Okay, I'll be watching UHF as well. God damn, that's a great one. That's weird that it didn't pop up as like one of my wrecks, but uh, I will uh, track down a copy of Gleaming the Cube, the uh, oh. Christian Slater skate movie, <laughs> which apparently it looks like it's on Amazon Prime subscription. Uh, one of our favorites in this house is Twister. I'll watch that again. Uh, I, I've never seen Twister. You've never seen Twister? No. Holy shit, that's just a fun-ass movie, man. Uh, I, I think I might have a copy. I'm not sure. but Oh, it, it's... I it The thing I love the most, first you got... Uh, uh, I, I want to say Bill Pullman, but it's not Bill Pullman. Paxton. Bill Paxton in it, who's just fucking awesome. Uh, Helen Hunt plays this character who is in storm after storm and constantly has a very white tank top throughout the whole film. Like, never gets wet. Yeah, like like Princess Leah. Yeah. <laughs> she um, comes out of the garbage chute and she's perfectly white. Yeah. Um Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, a cult film that I thought was kind of hard to find, but it says that you can rent it on a bunch of different services. Pitt and Teller Get Killed. Have you ever seen that? A, I have lo a, a long time ago, and I listened to the Penn podcast, so I've heard uh, so many stories about uh, his time filming that, you know? Yeah, so I may watch that again. Uh, oh my God, there, Roadhouse. I, I remember uh, I once got this Penn and Teller book, and in the middle of it, they had all these little uh, fortune cookie uh, things you could put into fortune cookies. And one of them I, I uh, took out of fortune and put this one in and uh, <laughs> trick somebody. And, <laughs> and it said, that lump is cancer. Holy <laughs> shit, that's dark, dude. Holy shit. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm insane right now because I looked and saw Twister and I was like, that doesn't look like the poster for Twister. This is a different Twister movie. With Harry Dean Stanton and Crispin Glover. Uh, okay. So I'm pretty much sure I'm going to have to watch this because this looks insane. Is it a tornado movie? Or, yeah. Or is it a chubby checker knockoff? It, <laughs> yes, it has. I could not see Harry Dean Stanton <laughs> do that. But holy shit, seeing some of the things he's doing in this uh, clip. I've got to watch this because this is fucking weird. Dylan McDermott's in it. Crispin Glover has like a Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah, of, uh, co of course he does. Tim Robbins is in it coming off the uh, Howard the Duck film. <laughs> this looks weird as fuck and it's based on a novel. Huh. Okay, I'm going to find never, this. Movie. I never heard of it. Yeah, just Twister. And, and it's finally when uh, Jason goes to New York. Jason goes to Manhattan. 
So I, I like that, Jason. That one's fun. Um, uh, that's where he stowaways in the boat, right? Do what? He stowaways in the boat and goes. Is that how it happens? I think I've... so. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I may have to go back and rewatch that one because I don't remember how he gets there. Yeah. Uh, here's a movie I saw in theaters: Leviathan. Oh, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Yeah, and then finally the return of the Swamp Thing, the Heather Locklear, super campy version. I might have to watch that because I love those. They're really fucking bad. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll see everybody uh, next week for the show. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye.